then it records. Okay. Honestly, for this mic, and I've had it for ages, right? Because I always have it on Omni, which means um, both of us are here. Mm. I've never had to do this where it's just me talking to someone. Yeah. I normally just talk into my like crappy little headphones. So I'm actually, no. having, I literally had to like do about an hour's research before before I did this podcast because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, you you did well. Is it recording <laughs> now? Yeah, I'm more nervous now than I ever have been doing a show ever. Why? And I'm in the comfort of my own home. I know why. It's what? a lack. Of, it's a lack of something. I don't know what, but anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the show. Now yeah, this is I'm... the D Trout Spinners podcast. Uh, I am your host, Mr. Miles Pennell. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Gary Forrestal. Say hello, Gary. Hello. I said it before, but I'll say it again. Well, we will appreciate it, and then making your presence known, mate. I am. Uh, We're recording yes. this via the platform Skype. Um, yeah. So please, I would just want to say on that point, please do bear with us with any audio issues, um, quality of presenter issues, um, poor chat. No, but the audio... we can replace a microphone, but we can't place a presenter. <laughs> yeah, we literally could replace this in two seconds. But um, you bought a microphone, didn't you, for this? I, I, I haven't got it. But yes, I bought a microphone. Um, but I would I would just say, apart from the microphone, sir, the the evidence that it's um difficult on skype is that this is actually the second time that we've recorded this episode we recorded already better yeah we recorded about i don't think so we recorded about 40 minutes i think yeah uh, with miles sat on his toilet and it didn't it didn't record i wasn't going to the toilet though let's bear that in mind no i would not have can I just explain, dear listener, I, I live in a one-bedroom flat uh, with a, a shared occupancy, uh, and the only other free room is the bathroom. So I thought for the for the, the sake of a peaceful life, I'll go and sit in the lobby <laughs> and do yeah. the first podcast ever done on the shitter. <laughs> I'm, sure it's not, I'm sure there have been podcasts done like that before. I don't know. Chris Moyles. Yeah. Um, who's that one? Jono. John Coleman. But um yeah, so so do bear with us. Mars last time was in his bathroom. We think we think the issue was the internet that the internet connection. signal was weaker. So and and we just well Mars listened to the audio after and he texted me and just said, We can't use any of that, mate. We can't it just it just it just uh, actually you could hear me fine. But yeah. just, here Mars, so maybe a lot of our listeners would like it as that. Well, don't don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. And probably it's a. I, I'm sure FLJS. Gary, I can stop the recording anytime I want. I'm sure FLJS would want just you, not me. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. Uh, um, someone's got to call you a. C- but <laughs> other yes. than me. So what we started off with last week was a bit of chat about you know the situation and it's very strange. Yeah. And- I think we're all getting a bit more used to it now, though, aren't we? So it's... I, I actually feel a bit more of a routine. Like, I, I sort of get up in the morning and then I get Go out of bed, yeah. <laughs> as is the case. Otherwise, yeah. I'd be dead. Um, no, um, no I, I get up, have a long breakfast, chill out, check my morning emails, lunch. You, you sound like a... Walk around a bit wanker no i don't know you just sound like one of those go 
yeah, sure. I get up in the morning. I check like, my emails. I just swing by the kitchen and grab a bit of toast. <laughs> That's like train guy from Bob Mortimer. Have you seen that? No. Uh, basically, he's done like the Barry Homeowner thing from um Athletic uh, Mints, which yeah. is also very funny. Yeah, we're we're both huge fans of Bob Mortimer, and actually, we're not like we really like comedy, but our tastes aren't really broad. My Mars likes a lot of podcasts and things, but we're we've we've got a few we we don't like loads of people but there's a few people who we really like mortimer harry hill stuart lee uh gervais the old gervais yeah father uh, ted yeah father ted with massive but yeah we we, we love more but anyway yeah I, it, but the situation is kind of yeah just just getting more used to it i go go to the supermarket it's just you know it's just normal now what, to, what have you been eating um give me some recipes because I'm, I'm interested in recipes there i found some salmon which i was delighted about well cut so I, smoked poached I, no was it? it was um it was just no it was neither it was just salmon just raw salmon and uh had that with potato waffles <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, dear. that's like you so know it's, it's next month or <laughs> um but uh, no, actually, potato waffles. Have, have a, as well? No, they have a reputation of you know being unhealthy and for kids. But actually, they're quite healthy, really. Then they've got very little fat in them. Anyway, so I had that. I've other than that, I've had pizzas. You know, I'm not, I haven't always cooked. There, there's there's hardly any meat. There's hardly any meat. Yeah, I know. There's, there's a lot of vegetables, but I think hardly... that's a good thing, though, isn't it? You know, if what? people could be a bit more of a flexitarian, do that whole. I hate that. I know, but you've got... Yeah, but all these things have a name and you just have to go with it. No, I know, but with flexitarian, I kind of... I I, I concede, you know, things should have names. But... And there are conditions that... but, But flexitarian, by definition, means... To be flexible. With everyone. No, 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 no. But, but, but the definition of what we mean... Not the, I know it's got flex in it, but it's like everyone's a flexitarian because ev- everyone who eats meat is a flexitarian technically. So there are times when not they're not... Not necessarily because some oh. people have meat with every single meal. Okay, but let's say that's like... Okay, let's say you have meat with every meal... But one out of every 200 meals, you don't have meat. Then technically you're a flexitarian. Anyway, it's just too broad. I won't, well, let's not get into it, but it's just I'm too broad. Of it, mate. It. But um, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so I'm just, uh, that's what I'm eating. I was delighted to find they had pizzas. And also I've ordered, I had a Domino's. Other pizzas are available, but I, yeah, I had a Domino's. The other. <laughs> How many pizzas did you get from Domino's? Oh, just one. Did you? Ah, oh, the loneliest man having the loneliest pizza. It was the it was it was great. It was chicken, pepperoni, <laughs> mushroom, extra tomato, and extra tomato sauce. So chopped tomatoes and extra what? tomatoes because I love the tomato. I love the acidic acidic flavor. Oh, anyway, that's, I'm so glad we started this podcast early. I know, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, just thanks. I was thanks, listening thanks. to um Emma Barnett on um on Radio Five. Okay. Do you know Emma Barnett? No, no, I don't. She's really great. She's like the sort of um political sort of journalist. She's really fun. She's she's quite young. She's like thirty five or something. She's she's really interesting. She was talking about um well, obviously Corona because everyone's talking about Corona all the time, every day. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, and the, the topic of the day was was haircuts, and the, and it it did uh-huh. it did sort of come up to me when I just thought, oh fuck, I'm actually going to have to have a haircut at some point. Well, actually, I I just like I two weeks ago, I my hair was getting really long. I don't know if you remember, but because my hair isn't that long, Mars's hair is longer than mine, but my hair was getting really long for me, and to far too long, probably the longest it's been in a, a few years. And I ju- I just happened to go. I just went, I thought, oh, I'll go to the go to the hairdressers, and I went. And then in the hairdressers, we were kind of joking. I joked with him. I was like oh, you could be closed in a week. I wouldn't be able to come here. So I had no idea that that would actually happen. But I'm telling you now, if I hadn't gone for that haircut, I would be devastated now. Because that's, that's, that's like that joke that Carl does. Oh, you're, you're homeless. Haven't you got a home to go to? Haven't you got a home to go to? Yeah. <laughs> you're always here. But um, yeah, I, I, he, he, um, we were joking and I said, yeah, you, you might even be closed. And actually, we even shook hands at the end. It was my what? fault. Yeah, I know. I really. Sh- you shake? Always- you really? We always shake hands. It's totally my fault because just out of habit. Obviously, I wouldn't now because I'm so ingrained in me not to. But I just went to shake his hand. Um, but yeah, that haircut, thirteen pound fifty. I was. I was. De- I'm so delighted that I got it because not. Oh. Not. I'm. So, I'm not. You. You. You can judge this. I'm not vain. Look at me now. <laughs> you know. I'm not. But I just <laughs> hate. You're looking I- kind of arrogant now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not. I just hate long hair. How much, you know? how much do you think I spend on my haircut? And I know you wouldn't spend that much. That's a Ricky and Steve thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah well, I'm. I'm just to the listeners. I'm happy to say this. I'm happy to say this. This is this is fair enough. And this is not. I. I'm not. This is not me kind of over complimenting you at all. But it's fair to say Miles has stylish hair. And I don't. That's fair. You'd be correct in saying that, mate. That's well. Well, it's it's almost arrogant for you to say it, but for me to say it, you you could have you could have left that on a win where I said it and you were like, oh yeah, oh thanks very much. But you were like, you know, you had to say it yourself. But anyway, yeah, his hair's stylish, and um, mine is not. So I'd imagine that Miles would spend. 30 quid on your haircut go go higher 40 go go even higher well just tell me i'm not going to play this game 50 pounds wow yeah a lot of money do you get the same person every time because i i have the same person every time and it's high quality chat which is important you get a little cheeky massage uh and also i i think it's like that's my you know this this whole thing self-care I yeah. like baths. I like haircuts. I like long drinking sessions with friends. I, I'm a big fan of self care. We're missing out on all of these things. Is that what you mean? Yeah, we are. We're missing out. No, no, you. Yeah, we are. You it say- makes me sad, but but it's all for the it's it's all for the greater cause, and we can't take anything for granted. And it's really good that we are. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of people worse off. You know, at the moment. Yeah, but- as I said before, of course, absolutely, there's a lot of people worse off, but uh, it is a sacrifice, but it's totally worth it. And it's no, and you know, people, I hate it when people compare things to the war, but I do think it's reasonable to compare this. If you're really complaining about this sacrifice that we're making, 
you know, you sh it is relevant to say, well, in the war, you had to go, if you were a man, you had to go to war. If you're a child, you had to be evacuated to a total stranger's house miles and miles away from where you live. If you do that, baby, work in the factory. So so our sacrifice is nothing compared to that. And as I said before last week, I think um, it's kind of created a nice shared experience because we're doing this podcast now. And mm. the thing I like about it mostly, we've got so many listeners from different places in the world. We don't I, when I say it, we don't have so many listeners like we've got we've got loads and loads but oh, three or four it's, it is building it's bit well i'm listening right now so that's five <laughs> um it is building up but in this strange time that we're in it's kind of nice to have a podcast because it's like well for the first time we because a podcast creates a shared experience yeah so in a much worse way and not a nice way does coronavirus it's created a shared experience so who thought it just takes a pandemic to get over Brexit to bring us all together? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, well. It's I'm like it was planned. But that's the thing. As soon as coronavirus is really over, Brexit will start again. So it's not, we, we haven't got... No, nah, it'd be, so, it'd be something, something will come along and it'll be even better. It's like a novel. It's like Ben Elton would write something like that. He will. I don't like Ben But, um, yeah, thanks. Because we did a little show, didn't we? We did a mini show, which was just yeah. sort of a listener feedback show. And we've had feedback. Uh, I'm very happy with um, the response of that one. Yeah, I mean, you sent me some because Mars does the social media. But in, I in, do. I've said this before. Mars does the social media. And that's true. Do, yeah. But uh, what I will say is, is, is that he physically does it. But often, not all the time, but with sometimes. With my fingers often. Some I don't lift any fingers of mine, but sometimes Mars will text me and say, "What shall I put out now? What What do you think I should put?" And I will say, "So some of the things that I put out are my are, are from me, but they're not." But the, Mars does it because he's a he's a workhorse. He does really well with that. But um, and, and and I would say most of the time, by the way, most of the time, Miles actually just does the social media. Into I'm not involved in it at all. But I do love seeing your responses, and thanks so much for Erin for getting getting in touch. And it's really nice, interesting to know a bit about you and being a musician. I I um I did you did know you play an instrument? I can play the clarinet. Yeah, well, you could well, you could do a little rehearsal together. Well, I <laughs> I I got to grade four, I think. And oh. Every grade exam I passed with a score of about between 100 and 102. And now that now to you, that sounds high. But the minimum pass mark is 100 and it goes to like 300 or something really high. Did you play Common Arlene at a wedding? I literally on a clarinet, like a bill. Um, no, but I did enjoy it. And I, I really wish that I could play either or both the piano and the guitar and i'll tell you this i've always envied people massively who can who play, have a girlfriend who can play no I'm quite, yeah, <laughs> um who can play multiple instruments and and languages and people who can speak multiple languages agreed yeah. on that one um yeah that's that's really interesting and she does Whoa. festivals and she's a music teacher and, and thank you so much for your message and it's very very nice and it's yeah she said it's it's oddly unifying to know the whole world is experiencing the pandemic crisis together and i'm glad you're healthy and self-isolating in there and, and that's the only feedback mars sent me this week so i you mars might have some but, oh i kept but i, I kept all it, the the blaspheming and, the, and all the swearing till now 
Yeah, but um, but no, it's uh, it's very kind of you. We're 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 delighted and thank so thank you. I I to be honest, when we did this sort of mini show, I thought we won't get any reaction to that. People won't listen to that because it's just you know we're just putting that we're just doing listener feedback. But we did get feedback to it, so I'm really pleased. So thank you. Now now. What what are we doing this week, Miles? That was the longest preamble we've ever I had. But what I'm a bit tired now. I'm very tired today, so I apologise. We are reviewing, <laughs> okay. and Miles is going to do his little written bit now. I am going to do my little written bit, but first, uh, Gary Forrestal. This is the Detroit Spinners podcast. I am your Miles Pennell, and you are Gary Forrestal. Can you yeah. tell me a little bit about what the Detroit Spinners podcast is about? out uh, for any new listeners and can also say hi welcome to nice plum cover nice plum cover yeah that that would be a good one um well the detrout spinners is a is a quite poorly named <laughs> no it's it's a good we anyway i won't get into that but we i wish it had been called something different but it, it was my it was my name in the first right. so yeah detrout spinners is a retrospective love letter to the XFM show, uh, sorry, the Ricky Gervais show on XFM that aired between 2002 and 2004. It is our sort of experience of these shows. We bonded over them. Blonded. Uh, they meet, they, what? Blonded. <laughs> you said we blonded over these no, episodes. We, bond, we blonded over them. We brunetted over them. Yeah. No, we bonded over them. And it's kind of, and then we started to realise there were a few, not many, but there was a few people in life, very small number, mentalists, listen to the show, and every all of them love it. Like you don't, there's no one like if you if we were doing this podcast about EastEnders, <laughs> uh, and for our international listeners, that's a soap opera here. We would th- there would be millions of people who'd know it, but loads of people who kind of watch it. And they just watch it for habit. They just watch it for the sake of it. They don't really like it. There's people who really like it as well. But it will be like, we'd, it's hard to tell who your fan base are. But this XFM show, we kind of realised that anyone who likes it absolutely really likes it. it. And we really want it. We, and I'll be honest, we were searching around for a podcast to do for a while. And we, we were knocking around ideas. And um, then Miles said to me one day, because he listened to an Alan Partridge one, and someone he knows does it. But he and he said, "Why don't we do out of the X Film shows? It's like the thing we love the most." For years, literally years, I've known Miles for seven years. For years, we would just text text each other completely out of context, quotes from the show, and it, we we you know we'd do that all the time, and it's. We just we absolutely love it. We we know a lot about it. Now, if we were doing this podcast about anything else, we'd be shambolic <laughs> because we don't know a lot about anything else. But <laughs> you don't know anything about anything else. No, don't know anything. But um, this we know it well. We love it, and we we just and what we wanted to do, what we didn't want, what we didn't want to do. Actually, one thing we didn't want to do is to review the podcasts. The XFM, the, the sorry, the podcast they did after XFM, because by that time they'd started to their relationship has started to um, sort of 
become different and, and different things were happening with their relationship. But on the XFM show, it's absolutely pure. It's a it's a relationship that I've never heard before or since on radio. It's very, very real. The podcasts aren't real. They're, they're they're not scripted either, but they're they're not they're not as real. But whereas these are real, and um, so, and the other thing is, oh, what was I going to say? Have you got so, any more of that Turkish delight? Do you have any more of that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't do that. <laughs> sorry, I forgot where I was doing. It's not like you're asking for oxygen. You're asking for Turkish <laughs> delight. It's something you can live without. For, for like... <laughs> it's been show- We're honest. We're honest. So there's some shows that aren't as good as others. You know that we. Well, listen- let's. Shall we? Shall we preempt this by saying what show we're talking about? Well, the, uh, just before that, because I say I'll get this point in. Um, there's some shows that aren't as good as others, and this, like last week, for example, is. But it's what I realised is when I was going back, like even the ones that aren't as good have, like now Mark Commode says this thing about a film, a comedy film should it's, have if it's got six laughs in it. The six laugh test. Film. It's six laugh test. Now, even in the shows that aren't so good. Or, or they, they, we still love, I still love them, but just relatively, they're not as good as others. They have far more than six quotable lines or really funny lines or laugh out loud lines. So the, these podcasts are just absolutely amazing and kind of, um, so I just wanted to say that about that. But now the show we're doing, I believe I'll say this bit because I, I think I'm sure. It's episode 11 of season two. I know it's season two, but it's episode 11. And Mars is going to tell you a a little bit about the sort of dates and things uh, when it happened. (laughs) Okay, so this was first broadcast on the 2nd of November 2002. Uh, In this episode, Carl tries to sell his futon and desk combo for £100, which is, that's a pretty good deal. And has a small laughing fit during Rockbusters. I'm going to also put a link to uh, this week's episode. So you can listen to that. And then once you're ready, you can come back now. I would uh, I would urge. Um, yeah, I would really urge. Even if there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's not like an episode of Morse. You know, the spoilers. Oh, they know your references. <laughs> well, quite old. But, um, Breaking Bad. Know, mate. That's what they're watching now. But I, I, yeah, I would urge um, all listeners to to follow the link that Mars puts there and and listen to the show because it, one thing we want to do, even if you're a fan of the show, we want to kind of it's our love letter to each show, so we want you to go and listen to the shows. But yeah, that's the show uh, um, that we're reviewing this week. Now, my overall thoughts of this episode, I think it's. It's a very good episode. It's better than last week, in my opinion. Some of the boxing chat that we had last week, it's not, it, it doesn't offend me. It's not boring because I, I quite, actually quite like some boxing. I'm, I'm interested in boxing. I just didn't find it that interesting. Uh, although I will say it's still in, more interesting than most things you'll see in media these days. It just wasn't that interesting compared with the show. So overall, this is a good show, I think. Um, it's uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of quotable 
sort of lines and interesting bits. You've already mentioned a bit Carl selling furniture. One thing I, I, I noted down about Carl selling furniture, because he sells it in this episode, but there's a few times he sells furniture. And Carl selling furniture is always... Carl selling or buying furniture is always funny. Yeah. He's, um, he's selling a chair, this one. He has... Oh, sorry. What's he selling this one? Oh, he's selling a futon. futon. Jeff Combo. Um, there's another episode where he's, he's sold a chair, but he hasn't got a new one. Um, when he buys a bed and mattress. Oh, and his dad saws it in half. Well, no, that's a separate... Oh, no, that's not that episode, yeah, is it? No, but again, again, it's funny. Anything to do with Carl and mattresses, anything <laughs> to do with Carl and tables. And it's interesting. Carl is, I think, perfectly suited to extracting comedy from the mundanities of life. Like, yeah. More so than Ricky, and Ricky is a funnier person than probably almost anyone, especially at that time. He's a really funny guy. Carl's very funny, but Ricky's Ricky's more funny. Like he's he's a better comedian, but Carl is actually better, I think, at extracting comedy from the mundane things in life. Ricky would take, say, in his stand-up shows, the Bible, which is whatever you think of it, is a very very. There's a lot in it, and it's it's kind of an interesting thing he'll take that and deconstruct it. Whereas Carl can get, get humor and comedy and laughs from just selling a chair. It's, <laughs> that's why, um, what's it sick of it kind of. Yeah. Works. Um, so yeah. What, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah. Um, it's funny when you were talking about sick of it and I listened to a podcast with him, uh, it's called the two shot podcast. of Carl Pilkington. Yeah, and he was talking about how people were, you know, complaining that sick of it wasn't like his earlier work. It wasn't as funny, but that's well, what. He's, yeah, but but he knew that. Um, uh, and... Yeah, he wanted it to not be. Mm-hmm. Funny. I, I saw um, this view of him on this morning saying, "Yeah, look, it's not going to be funny. It's not going to be funnier." People think. But he said, um, <laughs> he brought up like Dyson, and he was like. Yeah, Dyson, he did all this stuff about sucking, and now he's doing things that are about blowing. He's doing hand dryers. He's like, but they don't have a go at Dyson, do they? And go, <laughs> you know, we're bored of you. We're bored of you. What, you, you got, <laughs> why can't you do the sucking again? You were good when you did the sucking again. Now you're doing the blowing again. Yeah, and that's That's it. such a nice little uh, <laughs> yeah. a comparison to what Carl, he's doing. Yeah, Carl would, I, I just, Actually, I don't, I think, I hope he never does this because when he became an actor, I was like, I don't like this in a way. I did like what I kind of. You know that Shane Meadows, though, is a fan of Carl Pilkington. Yeah, yeah. Shane Meadows, who did like This Is England. I know, yeah. They could easily work together. But But he's got that sort of social realist kind of thing, you know, (laughs) like he is a real person, Carl. He's got that authenticity that that Ricky never has. That's why I don't believe in it. Don't you think with Carl though? I agree with you. He, of course, he's one of the most authentic people you can get. But don't you? My thought is the danger is the more he does, where he's pretending things, and he's not pretending that he's not pretending. He is. He's acting. The more he does that is away from just talking about his life and Auntie Nora and things like that, and his actual or writing, performing the less real he gets, whether he likes it or not. I'm not saying, like, he's still very real, but I just think the danger, that's why, like, 
what think about what went to Ricky's head and what makes Ricky less real. I agree with you. He Ricky was far more real during those days. Never as real as Carl, but he's far more real. He's done like twenty movies, fifteen stand-up shows. He's not real anymore, and I don't want Carl to become more real. So my point, I was just going to say that Carl would make the perfect stand-up comedian, but I don't. I hope he doesn't do it because I wouldn't want. I don't want. There's Carl no way he would do it as well. No, no, There's no, no, no way he would do it. Wait, hang on, but if I if we were speaking in two thousand and four and with the subject, no, of, I don't think I would even say that about Rick, then. We would no no no. We would say there's no way that Carl will ever be an actor. There's no way Carl will ever act in anything. We both have said yeah, that. Yeah, no, of course he's not an actor. Yeah, like, that, that, no, he no, only that's... ever plays himself, and and but that's by his own admission, and he that, knows that. That that's my point, though. He has acted in things, and he's although he's playing himself, he's not quite himself. And he played in Derek. He played some. I can't remember his character's name, but he wasn't quite Carl, but he was like Carl. Yeah. I just worry that the danger. It's like Steve says in one of the shows, and he's half joking, but I I can't remember the exact quote, but he says something like, you know, if Carl gets if Carl starts doing loads of stuff, we'll 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 lose him, you know, we'll it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, Steve, yeah. Lose him. And it's like I don't want Carl to t- I just want Carl to a lot of people want the podcast back, but I don't because I just it would never be the same again. But no, I just want Carl to live. He's very well. I, I, I really like that as a philosophy, though, because I think a lot of people have that. When when I left Brighton and I thought it was going to be like when when I and then when I came back to Brighton just to visit you and I was like I was surprised that it was a different place. And that's the thing about sort of memories, isn't it? And what it does to you, it's like it's never going to ever be the same. It's never going to be that same place that yeah. you remember in your memories it's never going to be as good the office is the same the, yeah. office. <laughs> the office is um, great but um and the uh prince albert but, uh, but no actually and no in all seriousness they're not the same are they and things like that change little settings change but you know it's different when when we used to meet in brighton it's different because what when we meet now, whenever we meet in person now, one of us has just done an hour and a half, two hour journey. They're not they're not feeling on top. They're a bit stressed. It's a bit different. It takes a, the conversation sort of starts in a different place where before we were just walking from our houses to. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different experience. But and I guess your point is that. You know. Nothing ever stays the same, so Carl would never be the same. And I, I get, I get that. Yeah. I, I just worry that the more Carl does, like, what I'd, I, I love when Carl does podcasts and interviews because he's, he's completely him. Then it's just, I, I do like sick of it. I haven't seen all of it, but I, I think I'm what's, what's interesting about like the work that he does like now, and when, when people get so excited about the time when he talks about exophemus because. This is like, you know, there's very few things in life that are kind of, you know, when you're part of like an elite club, you know, this is very much like a subcultural, you know, tendency where where one can feel like part of something. And it's really exciting to, to feel part of something and to, to know that there was all these much with that occult audience, there's all these secrets and, you know, things that you don't know and, and all of this, like you're you're so hungry for more new information. And when it when you because you want to know everything if you're really passionate about something you want to know everything you know like 
if you write a dissertation or if you write, uh, I, I don't know, whatever you do, if you're really passionate about something, you want to know everything about it. And that's why I think people hang on to those little nuggets and those little Easter eggs because you're so, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it, it's exciting to know. Like, do, like in that episode where Carl starts um, laughing uncontrollably because Ricky's doing something. We'll never know what Ricky was doing. Yeah. Do you know, in the kind of what you're saying, I, I, I agree with you because I do you ever think like, say, let's say Steve, because I think that Ricky is and actually even Ricky, who was far more famous than the other two, even back then, he wasn't as famous as he's now, but he's far more famous. They they knew they had an audience who like, really liked the show. They knew they didn't have a huge audience, but the audience loved the show. Do you ever think I was often think like when 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 they get off air, they must think to themselves, especially Steve, probably Carl doesn't bother, but like, wow, I'm actually here. Like he he must always get an ego trip from being like not not a one that he would boast about, but like I can I am where thousands of people would love to be i'm off air with carl pilkington and when they talk about their off air chats i often think of steve getting a real boost like just if if ricky mentions anything like oh yeah off air we were talking about this it must be it's kind of nice i think it'll be nice for them to think yeah we're involved in that off air you're not, not like not in a way like yeah, well, that's what Ricky says. He, he he says that in one episode, doesn't he? When um that person comes in for the screen test, he goes, "This is the best show off air." I say, <laughs> I no, know. No, no. no, but yeah, I'll, of course, I know they mention that. But what I'm saying is, there's more to it. Like I'm saying that whenever, let's say, when Ricky said that, Steve's will get. You know, when you get a bit of a ego, but like a just a, like a hit, like someone says something and it really it's really nice to hear. It's like Steve will think, yeah, I am part of that. I am yeah. actually part of where these listeners want. It's it's actually quite a difficult thing to explain what I mean, but I'm, I'm and I didn't do it justice, so I apologise. But yeah, I well, kind of we might we that. might come back to it later. Do yeah. you want to do some top quotes? Yeah, because I think this episode is going to because we've been recording for quite a while already, and I've I've really enjoyed it. Like I've enjoyed five minutes, and I wouldn't say I've really enjoyed it too. I've I've kind of tolerated it, but um, go on, Mars. (laughs) You tolerated those Turkish delights, didn't you? Um, Do you like Turkish delight? Yeah, I love it. Johnson. (laughs) Well, yes, I do. What what are you going to do? yeah, this probably we we won't talk as much about the actual episode. We will we will talk about, it, but um, one thing I just wanted to mention before we do top quotes because it's it's preempt something that is going to happen probably in the next two weeks. I'd say at some point is this show is significant for being the introduction of Richard Anderson. It's the first email. Ah, oh, you said it. And. I can tell our listeners. So his his audio, his his initial email was well, no, just Ricky, uh, your show is appalling. Are you actually where you're on radio, or someone secretly stuck a m- microphone on you? Yeah, uh, that's thanks. But 
they do, do you know what I, I think that's a that's a funny email to write but Steve really does well with this. In fact, it's it's because of what Steve did on this show that Richard Anderson became a sort of a figure, a cult figure, because Steve kept referring to it in a really funny way. Like, I think Ricky would have just forgot, but they, they, they're very good at kind of taking like that sort of, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek criticism and making it funny. But Steve yeah. does a particularly good job on it. But um, my, my point was that, We've we've tracked him down, and he's going to be on this show on Saturday. Well, I would just say that it might be Saturday. And Nick T's been in touch. This is he's called at a t a g n a t, and he said, "Are you fucking serious? How do we obtain proof? Can't miss this show, Gary. There are a lot of fans hoping." Well, I'm wishing for the best. Well, I said to you that, um, like, because if I was listening to this podcast and I wasn't involved and someone said they were going to get Fab Dickie Anderson, like, I would... Because you were, we spoke about this earlier in the week. You're really excited about it. You're I, more nervous than I am. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous because you want to have, it's like one shot, you know, to, to, to get a good interview. But what I'd say is that, I'm incredibly excited. Like I'm really excited because I think that, and I think a lot of listeners will be because he's such a cult figure. He's such a cult figure. Miles is just showing me a piece of Turkish delight. So that, that's how it works on this show. I'm making a, you know, uh, a lucid sort of point, you know, Mars is with the Turkish delight. But no, I think, well, I'd say we're both excited, but I, I think there's, but like if I was a listener, this would be the biggest thing that there is no one almost apart from Ricky Steve Carl that uh, Claire Sturgis wouldn't be as big as this. No one would be as big as this. But I think that I'm really looking forward to it. And I just want to do I as it because we've never interviewed someone before. Yeah, I'm worried about that. <laughs> So there's the issue because we he would have always done it by Skype, but we would have been sat together if things hadn't happened. So but we're going to be sat. We're going to be sat like we are now when there's going to be a bit of delay. And anyway, so I think it's all right. I'm pretty confident. And if you have any questions, I'm going to put this episode out um, probably tomorrow or next day. But if you've got any um, questions you'd like to uh, throw to us, please do. yeah, I know. I'm pretty excited. Um, and I, I do think it'll be a, a very authentic and different perspective on on the shows. And, and it'll be nice to, just to talk to someone else because I'm kind of bored of talking to you sometimes, you know. What's with, yeah, well, um, I'm bored of talking to me. I mean you. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, 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 I think Miles said when we were speaking on the phone, Miles said, you know, we, we, we know him. I was, saying, he's, I was saying it's going to be a difficult interview. He's like, well, we know him. And I said to Miles, we don't know him at all. No one knows anything about him. No one knows literally anything about him. Not his age, not his occupation. Like, there is no one we could... Like, if we interview... I just Claire, think you so, can't be nervous. I just think you just can't be nervous I, about it because it's just like a normal person, isn't it? Could I, could I, just, could I just say this? this <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not especially nervous. I have... My, my, like you give me that advice. it's quite annoying when you say that because what? Miles gets nervous 
Mars was nervous last week. We were just doing a a, a, li a, a little show. This I isn't normal, though, is it, for me to talk to you in the fucking no, webcam? No, but don't say, oh, just don't get nervous. Like, I'm the one who gets nervous. No, we not. both be nervous with Dick. I don't it. talk to you like this normally. Okay, cut that out a bit again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's do let's do some of our favourite quotes. Okay, cool. So I'll go first. Let's start. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's in, okay. Uh, okay, so honourable mentions. Uh, Carl, uh, uh, and she speaks and he goes, oh, God, got a bit of a bloke's voice. And Steve goes, Frog in the throat. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, how did Graceland start? Yeah. I do like that's that. Good one. That's good. Oh, you're lighting a candle. What are you doing? Oh, that's a lovely candle. Proceed with the show. Um, five. Old dirty, old dirty big, big cock. Oh, well, that, I would want to mention this because I love that aspect of Ricky not because he's saying naughty words but it's just so funny like any normal show would be like Steve would say it was old dirty bastard and then Steve would say old dirty but oh I can't say it and they would just move on but Ricky not only not only does he say he doesn't say bastard he actually like he he makes it into something where he knows Steve's done the right thing, so he deliberately does more of the wrong, th more of the naughty thing, like yeah. old dirty big, like uh, just old dirty big cock, old dirty big cock. I mean, what, what, how ridiculous is that? I love that quote. Not and again, it's not you know, it sounds like oh, because he's saying not at all. It's just so funny how he how subversive it is. It just yeah. it was a daytime radio show. Um, Lovely knob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, on number four, I've got, when the uh, helicopter, helicopter just took you back home. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. That's because kind of... Ricky, because Carl, um, sorry, Steve's got tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. And he's getting annoyed because he can get the tube. And I've been there. That's, that, that is annoying. But you don't moan about it. You just go. And then uh, saying, uh, oh, wouldn't, what, Ricky would just check into some hotel you know, have a drink, whatever, then get prob probably get like a. Well, he'd probably just get a black cab, wouldn't he? Well, that's the thing. Like, um, actually, funny enough, I met Miles in London recently because I the what. Oh, this is funny. This, this is funny. Like, you can, you can. I've never been in a situation where you can't get a cab. Like, let's. Uh, I, I don't go out on. You're a chauffeur often. He's not late, is he? Oh yeah, is it? <laughs> but um, I like you can always one a.m. two a.m. Um, midday 1 p.m you know you can always phone a cab and find a cab especially in london or brighton as well so and and also the tube is always running so i thought anyway we saw stuart lee and it's it started quite late didn't it, it started about yeah it's like 8 30 so yeah and um it was two, he did it was two shows he did two shows back to back so two hours and um and it was like and the cab was uh, the tube would have still been running then but then we were all on a high weren't we me your mum mm -hmm. because it was so good and we went for a few drinks and it just turned into a few more and it was a, probably about midnight or 12 12 30 i think your mum got a bus to her hotel <laughs> yeah she was pissed off about left, that you left to walk back to your flat oh, that's fine and i went down into the tube and there's a, a guard there and you just said sorry last tube just gone i was like oh so i was I was staying oh, in Paddington. She said she'd be wearing a white shirt front. Oh, for now it, it was like 
if if I if it had just been a normal time, I would be really annoyed at that point that I had to get a cab. But I don't think I've ever re- seen you on a bus as well. Be, because I was drunk. We've been on a bus together before. But really? anyway. Yeah, we have in London. Anyway, because I was so... Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. We'd, we'd both been drinking. We've both had quite a few drinks. So I didn't care about spending the money. I cared the morning after. My, but anyway, <laughs> I, went to, I went to just hail a cab. and it, These cabs kept pulling up. And people get, went to get in. He was like, he's like, are you John? And I was like, no, no. Um I'm not. I'm going to stop listening to you. No, no, no. Keep on. That's right, because it's it is my rhythm. Um, he's like, are you John? Are you, are you Steve? No. And it, so, it was Ubers that people had, people had. But I was spent literally for an hour trying to flag a cab down. There was loads of people. It was it, people just people getting in cabs before me. People had booked Ubers. I thought they were free, and it was just. I could not get a cab, and I've never Times been... Times when you really wanted a chopper. I had no idea how far away Paddington was, because I didn't know how much... It was. Anyway, I've, I've eventually got an Uber. Actually, Uber worked really well, and he, he came, and but he was taking me, and I kept saying to him, I said, I'm going to give you the biggest tip. I am oh, going to give you such a big tip. No, I, no, because I said... That's I a bit sexual, that. But, no, but once it had been... Well, I, I didn't mean my penis. I just meant, <laughs> you know, my, I meant funds. But um, <laughs> I was so relieved to get in the cab. And I kept... You know when you're a bit drunk and you're sort of... You, yeah, you feel very friendly. And, yeah, so I was, I was saying... And I was saying, you know, oh, I'm going to give you the biggest tip. Do I do it on my phone? Oh, do I, do the I biggest blowjob of life, mate. Cash. I put it on my card. Do I get? Do I do? But um, and and I was like, you do it. Uh, when we got to the location, I was so relieved. I was like, you do it. You you put the tip in. So he is oh, really he's nice, and I totally trust. He he put in the maximum tip because that's what I'd asked him to. And oh my god, I regretted that the morning after. <laughs> I, I just the morning after, I didn't I didn't tell Mars. I just texted in my Uber receipt and was like, you, I was like, it reminded me of the show like. <laughs> Sorry, the last time I saw you, um, I was you. We were just dropping me off in Edinburgh. Like it was very much like that. Um, but yeah, it was. I tell you, it was it was grim. Wait, I I thought I because honestly, it got to a point and I thought I'd not really used Uber before, so I didn't realise it would work. I just thought I'm going to have to sleep here. I'm going to have to sleep outside in the street. Um, <laughs> When you know I live in London, yeah, well. I, I'd rather the street. No, no, <laughs> you'd rather hang out on that. Street. No, I would. Of course, I wouldn't. But I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to bother you. I'm nice. But anyway, so so that was that, number four. Uh, wouldn't yeah, the yeah, yeah. took you back? <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry about the segue. I think it's my, my. Um, um, I put it in there. I really like that. Yeah, I put how it did, in there. How, 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 how did it get there? I put, I it, put it there. there. Because that is one of the weaker, I, I think you've said before, it's one of the weaker um, educator rookies. Oh yeah, I said this on the show that we that, that didn't go out because we the audio issues. Just, just repeat it, and I'll pretend as I heard in this. No, 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 no. Keep all this in. To keep all this in. Um, I said it before. Uh, yeah, it's a good show, and I like it. It's better than last week, I think. But the educating Ricky is not as interesting as usual, and that's uh-huh. because. They're all true. The he does a kind of yeah. You can believe them. They're true. Actually, the frog in the throat one. I looked that up, and 
apparently that is true as well i i because i was, wasn't sure but yeah it's kind of it's not as it's just not a, there there aren't as many quotable you know it's not like uh it's not his vault it's not his fault it's not yeah. his fault. That, that there's so many from i think from every single other educating ricky there's a really memorable line but here there isn't but i think the bit i do like is when ricky's Ricky does that thing where he goes into acting mode, like and he acts a, a little a little scene out, and he does it so well, and just just very subtle this one, but he just said, "Oh, I've got a phone in my foot. How did you get there? I put it I in put there," it which in is there. such a ridiculous, you know, sequence of conversation that is funny. And number three, I've got. I really sounded like I really sounded like some sort of punch drunk stroke victim. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I just love that because he went. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. after, like, he can't believe that he even said that because he knows that he's such a naughty guy. Like, yeah, but that that's that's the thing. Like, that's not it compared with like old dirty big cock. Like, he doesn't he doesn't care of them. Um, Isn't it funny, though? I never look back at that and I go, oh, that's really shocking. Obviously, because I've heard the show about a million times and it's very hard to shock what? me generally. But the, but it, at the time, imagine saying like cock on. <laughs> Yeah, on it, this this went out between midday or was it one pm and three pm? I think or midday, yeah. and it was, um, like because I used to listen to late night radio quite a lot, and they there was a host on late night radio called Tommy Boyd, and um, he used to discuss the thing about swearing, and he said actually it's it's even though there is less regulation, it's actually it's harder to it's there are more consequences for swearing on radio. So, like, even though we're broadcasting now at 1 a.m. or whatever it was, he's like, I can't swear, whereas on TV after the war, they have a watershed. We don't really have a watershed. And I always remember that, like, because his show was a bit naughty and he used to take calls without vetting them. And it was, it was, a, it was quite an interesting show, but he always used, I always remember that, him saying about swearing and, and then listening to the XFM shows and just thinking, how could this... Like it's it's so naughty, and especially as they got a complaint for saying cock, wouldn't he? he's just so not worried about getting another complaint? <laughs> and I just I I kind of there's something to really admire in that, and I never get the impression that Ricky's swearing on the show is gratuitously swear. Like I always no think, no not like, at when all. he says old dirty big cock, that's. That's really funny because of it's just go it's just schoolboy jovial kind not, of but it's not it's more than that when he says old dirty he's like he's he's making a mockery of what Steve just did like of the completely reasonable things Steve just did it's like it's a it's making a point so uh, but in Ricky's stand in in that's that's what changes in the podcasts Ricky does swear too much, and I'm not yeah. approved. Neither of us approved, but he uses the not, and it's oh, just it's not in a nice so way. much, and and it's just so unneeded. Like he goes, you you, no, it's just, and I've always got this rule about comedy, whereas, you know, I've not always been on board with like there are American comedies that uh, comedians that I really really like, you know, Bill Hicks and you know a number of different people, but 
what I don't like is this incessant need to like swear all the time. Like, there are good comedy. Good, yeah, but good comedy should come without the need to swear or shock value. You know, it's much more. You've used a good example, like of a comedian who does swear a lot, Bill Hicks. Yeah, but he it's the way he does it. It's you're right. No, that's the point I was going to make because I like George Carlin as well, and he swears a lot. But it's like they create this character on stage and that character is a, a character who swears and who who actually who would swear in real life whereas what what we both hate is using swear words to get the humor that George Carlin, Bill Hicks aren't using swear words to get the humor. They're using swear words because that's their onstage character. And he would swear in real life. Yeah. Whereas, so, you know, I'm not that easily offended, but I hate Ricky's use of the C-U-N-T word. Isn't it much, funny? isn't it much funnier? Isn't it much funnier when he says, Oh, you, that's really funny. It's so funny. It's, it's just suggesting it. And, yeah, so anyway. Well, same I, with the office when he goes, Yeah, she said she'd be wearing a white chiffron scarf. Oh, for f- oh, for f- he does that's that. still one of the funniest things yeah. in TV comedy ever. Well, we 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 regularly will just. Oh, f- that. Uh, number two, I've got. um, Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, Where'd you get this from? Why, why are you telling me this? Yeah. That's... yeah that, I mean, that's, uh, that's your number two. Yes, yeah. right. I love, I love, I love it because it's just like it's such a non-point. What Carl's yeah. saying is such a why? Yeah. Why are you telling me this? Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. It's cold a few minutes, but why? Why do I need to? Someone had a glassy-eyed yeah. stare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's good. Um, my last one then. Actually, I've got a couple of supplementary things, but um, 50p. I snapped it up. I yeah. love. I just not bad. Like, how much? Fifty p. I snapped it up because that's like, like again, self self deprecating sort of thing. Steve would do because it's cheap. He would just buy it, even though he'd he'd already owned it. But um, yeah, I loved I loved that line. And my top one is Des Chinese Child. Des has got a tiny child. Yeah, I just that's, that's, yeah, that's, that will always what... make me laugh. It's got to go. <laughs> I just, I just got this image in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> just always imagine like a small Des Lynam with like a baby's head. Des, because it's Des like... and it's just like, how did you get to that from that? I know it's Rockbusters and it's yeah. ridiculous, but it's good. It's, <laughs> it's one, it's one got, of the. He's got, got a tiny child, not like it's plural. It, it... <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the rockbusters that like because often the syntax doesn't work with cars rockbusters and it's funny because the syntax doesn't work. This is probably the the <laughs> single most clue where the syntax doesn't work at all. Like, but the, the syntax funny because you'd say Des's Chinese child. I know. It's the fact that it's Des Tiny's child. That's well, the okay. Okay. The 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 grammatical structure of the of what how he's saying it doesn't work i i actually the another a very subtle line that i really like is have you got anything that you like? yeah no, that's, that's a very good to come back from carl that but a couple of couple of bits kind of because we're talking about quotes so i wanted to mention um well just one thing it's not a funny quote it's just it's just a, it's just something they say qu- quickly is um i think it's ricky it might be steve it's a yeah it's ricky 
he says, and this is the first, I think this is one of the first times he's kind of properly mentioned this, um, is, God, can't we get Carl on telly? Yeah. And I, that's what, my God, they fulfilled that ambition, didn't they? <laughs> 